You're listening to Spirits, Oddities, and Mysteries. Because no good podcast starts with a salad. Hello, lover. Hello, darling. And we are back with another very, very exciting episode for you guys. I know we say that every single time, but for real, I am so excited about my topic. And I've been walking around the house going, what the fuck? And I'm really intrigued as to what she's doing her topic on because she keeps saying this. (laughs) It took me for quite the roller coaster. Whatever she watched really, really put her through a loop or whatever that expression is. Shooketh. Shooketh she is. Yes. My kids are cringing, even though they can't hear me. They just know I'm saying that. <laughs> they all just looked up and went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you know it. Oh, my goodness. Uh, let's see. Anything exciting this week? Well, we went live last week, and I hope you guys really enjoyed that format because it was a lot of fun for us. The volume wasn't as good as they normally are. It was a little bit louder than that issue we had with episode two when we first got started, but it was loud enough to hear, and it gives us a lot of advantages. It gives us the ability to allow phone-ins for people that we want to interview. So exciting. It gives us the ability to get an episode out there much quicker to you guys, which is going to allow us to do more episodes per week. Which is also exciting, but man, I will say, I was nervous as hell going live. Yeah, it's every once in a while. It's pretty rare, but every once in a while you have that moment where you're just kind of quiet and like thinking about what you're going to say next. And I edit those moments out so you guys don't even know about them. But there is no editing when it comes to the live stuff. Mm -mm. You get to hear all of our little mistakes along the way and all of our our brain freeze moments. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it it was fun. It was was raw. It was like those no makeup pictures you see of all the girls on Facebook. Hashtag woke up this way. Yeah. (laughs) They wake up, go put on all their makeup and then lay back in bed. They're like, just woke up. Uh. No makeup except for all this stuff on my eyes and face. Yeah, well, you know. So we did have a bit of interesting news out this way. A town called Plano, Illinois. Oh, this was horrible. We don't know all of the updates on this one, but there was a accident involving a hayride. Because it's spooky season. They're everywhere in our, like, out in, like, the Midwest area. Like, this whole area is just filled with hayrides. This one, from what we understand, based on the preliminary reports, was on its way to the Farnsworth house, which is, like, an architectural glass house. It's pretty cool. I've seen it before. I've never, like, done the tour, but I've seen it. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know the details. I know from what I heard last, everybody survived, but there was some critical condition type stuff going on. Yeah, and... You know, the pictures, the car hit him from behind. Yeah, that was one of the recent updates. We saw that. It flipped over. It was going so fast. I have no idea how that could happen, but it did. So we're just kind of hoping for the best. And they're, you know. It sounds like everybody's going to make it out okay. I said critical condition, but I meant like 
at the point when the they were when triage. That, yeah, when triage showed up because there were so many people on the hayride, they you know had to go through with cards. Several people unconscious, several people that were just broken bones, things like that. But super scary stuff. Watch where you're going, people. Slow down. Big time. And, oh, that's one of the other advantages that we have to doing live episodes. If something is currently going on, true crime related or, you know, not very often, but paranormal related, we can get that information to you guys much quicker and chat about it while it's still relevant. Fresh, yes. Because there has been a couple times where I've been like, oh, I should talk about that. I'm like, oh, but it'll be in like a, a little bit of a delay there. It is a brand new feature. They do charge after a certain amount of free listens. I don't know exactly how that works yet. It doesn't give me the ability to decide whether or not we want to charge because charging is not why we're doing it. If we can make it so that it's free permanently, that's what we're going to do. That's our goal. You'll always be able to listen to the episodes after the fact for free and... If you do decide to join the show, save that for times that you want to interact with us and, you know, really be part of the show. So we'll usually tell you what the topics are going to be ahead of time. So if it's something you're excited about Tune and in. you happen to be home or somewhere where you can, you know, participate, feel free. You can always chat with us in the chat room. And if you let us know ahead of time, we can schedule a call in. You call right through the Podbean app and you're able to be on the show with us. I actually realized I dropped the ball when we went live. My sister made us realize we dropped the ball because we didn't text her directly to tell her to join as oh, well. Oh, no, I dropped the ball because since you told me we were going to go live, I was going to do my awesome Anchorman impression. Oh, you didn't do the Anchorman impression. And I told, That's true. What? We're live. I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But oh well. So you got anything else to cover before we dive into these? Because it looked like you had a decently long topic, and I know my topic's long. I will dive right into mine because I don't think I have any other topics, and the only thing going through my brain at this moment is wow. That is exactly what's going through my brain. Wow. And what is your topic? <laughs> all right. All right. All right. It's Izzy Sagawa. I might be saying that wrong because it's Japanese and I don't speak Japanese. Sounds good to me. Sagawa. Sagawa. His name is that or they said Puck. Yeah. Let's go with Puck. Puck. It seems easier to say. Yeah. I mean, most of the stuff I see, it's Izzy, but all right. Izzy works as well. Yeah. yeah. He is an absolutely interesting case because when you think it's as bad as it's gonna get it just keeps getting worse so he was born back in and then what happened and then no no that was for my dad that's his favorite saying is so tell me a little bit about yourself you were born then what happened i might have heard that once or twice before i know (laughs) april 26 of 1941 He was born a preemie baby, and it was said that he could fit into his father's hand when he was born. He had a couple other health complications. He had enteritis, which I'm probably saying wrong. It's the swelling of the small intestine, but they did work that out. They weren't sure if he was like going to make it through preemie state. That's always so scary. He pulled through, and normally I would be like, yay, but I mean, (laughs) where this is going... (laughs) <laughs> don't want to sound like a horrible person. He had to you know, have his free will and decide what he was yeah, going to do with like, his horrible face. Exactly. It's like, if would you go back and kill Hitler as a baby if you had the chance? Or would you wait until he started killing people and yeah. then kill him? Maybe, but then it would be too late. Uh, He'd be surrounded <laughs> by guards. <laughs> so he, there's tons of interviews out 
from him. So I based this on a lot of research. And then on top of that, I watched a bunch of interviews. My lover got to hear all of them, but has no idea what he was saying because it's all in Japanese. Yeah, no, I was listening <laughs> to my own videos while you were doing that anyway. <laughs> so he claims he had a fantastic childhood. His parents were super supportive of him, even though he was super frail and weak his whole life, even still to this day he is. He's still alive? Oh, yeah. Okay. And like I said, it just keeps getting worse. I don't even know what he did yet. It doesn't sound horrible yet. It, it's not yet. I mean, he's he's got a great childhood. He's loved. He's cared for. He's got a few health issues. But by the time he hits first grade, he sees a girl in his class and they have uniforms and he sees her thigh. And at this point, he realizes that he wants to bite into the flesh of her thigh. It's all he wants to do. I mean, I have felt that way, <laughs> but I don't think in the same way that he's feeling that uh, way. No, no, not at all. So he didn't like understand this urge at all. And he says that growing up... Uh, his like fa- he was hungry? No. Like he wanted to just eat a part of a human he, being? He or felt he attracted like, to her. So it was like that one condition to- where when people see adorable babies, right, they want to eat they, them. I just want to eat it all. That's an actual oh. thing too, by the way. There's a psychological connection between what... Uh, uh, it's uh, Our brain gets a rush of dopamine and it's too much and our body compensates by that by giving us the urge to like injure or or like whatever but it's not sensical so we end up being like i just want to eat it or (laughs) i just want to bite it or squeeze it or pinch it pretty interesting it's not the topic so we're not going to go deep into that but check it out uh if you have some free time google that it's it's really interesting it's a weird thing that us humans do this wasn't the case for him at all um i mean it it was I mean, yeah, he really <laughs> he just loved it. kept going, <laughs> I assume. <laughs> yeah. He also, by his own admission at this point, his parents wouldn't even say the word sex around him. And he had no idea what sexuality was. It's very strict Japanese culture. He... How old was he? First grade. That was like nine? Uh, Like six. Six? Because okay. I mean, you start at five. So for every year in school, you're... Yeah, I'm still bad at that. Three kids later, I still have no idea what the okay. ages of correlate to. But so in this tight-knit, no sex talk, no nothing family, he got his first erection. And I mean, he- I'll be honest. I don't think I really talked to the kids about sex when they were six years old. No, so but they had seen us like loving each other like not loving. whoa no, no, we're no, not no, doing no. some uh, Pamela like, Anderson stuff like here. we kissed in front of them and so they didn't even helped. do that no yeah, it was okay. very like an uptight it was not even <laughs> that makes more yes. sense no no Pam Anderson <laughs> kind of stuff here I don't know if that's rumor or not there was like uh when I was younger I remember hearing rumors that Pamela Anderson and who was she married to at the time Tommy Tommy Lee, Tommy Lee. yeah I, I think they would like this was the rumor I don't know if it's true but they would like have sex in front of their kids as a form of sex ed sex education which I don't again I'm not like spreading rumors verify that I just heard it a long time ago remembered it right now well he decided that uh since he didn't know what to do with his first direction he'd have his dog lick it until you know uh <laughs> yeah so we're going down a really cool path right now moving on moving on he lived and grew up in Tokyo, Japan, and he went to school and pretty much had a normal childhood besides the fact of bestiality and fantasizing about biting into the flesh of women's thighs. But he really didn't like express that to other people. And he was like six? Like, that's such a weird... It came on early and he 
throughout his interviews says he actually thinks that he was an alien brought to this planet from a planet that is cannibalistic and he's the only one of his type here. That's not true. There are more cannibals. Here. <laughs> yes. He just hadn't met them. <laughs> For But from the outside looking in, he wasn't like outwardly expressing this to people and people didn't know about his relationship with his... So he was. He did want to physically eat them. Like... Yes. It was... Act, so it was like when, when some people see a steak and they're like, ooh, that looks good. Like mm-hmm. he saw her mm-hmm. leg. and Yeah, that's what I was asking before. Yeah. You said no. Oh, I misunderstood you. <laughs> <laughs> so he was actually really successful in school and he was going to go to university to get his PhD in literature. However, right before he was going to go to university for his PhD, so he'd already completed a bunch of college work because to, to go get your PhD. And how old is he now? 23. Okay. He was arrested for attempted rape. Not good. No. He saw a woman, a German woman, who was five foot ten, which he had never seen a woman that tall and thought that she was just beautiful and her fair skin was just very much what he wanted to bite. All right. Um, but so now it's sexual. Now it's translated from like wanting to just consume human flesh. Out well, of hunger he, he to did a- say that you know, at that same time, he started getting erections when he was in first grade. He didn't understand it. So his brain like was, linked these yeah, two. Yeah. Right. Or he didn't even realize no, that's there why was, he was yeah. getting it. Yeah. And he was, he was only four foot nine inches tall because he's, remember, he's this preemie baby grown up, very weak, frail, and he's only four foot nine inches. And he's Asian, which statistically speaking. It's a shorter. Shorter culture. In general. This five foot ten woman Again, I don't know if that's true. I think that's true. I think I Googled this before. Yeah, but, yeah. when we were going through what's the average height of a, a man yeah. conversation a couple weeks back. Yeah. She woke up when he kneeled down on her bed when she was asleep. He like broke in. Oh, wow. He really went like he broke into her house. Yeah. And, wow. Yeah. He, he went through with it. His plan was to. Then she like picked him up and tossed him into take the wall. Take him, basically. His plan was take umbrella hit on head, carve her buttocks off, feast on the flesh. Wait, so uh, not, uh, what, uh, no rape? During his interview, he It's did, back to more like cannibalistic well, in nature, well, like just hungry. During his interview, he never really talks about any of the rape that he, you know, claims to have not done or done. So there are instances where he has been accused of actual rape. Because I can see this could be misconstrued as I he will, was there to rape her, oh, but wasn't because he was going to eat her. <laughs> I, I will get to that. But this one was actually misconstrued as an attempted rape because he kneeled on her bed and she just flung him across the room. He re- she really did? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And he was arrested. I'm not here to rape. I have to eat. <laughs> and he, in his... Not interview, being racist with my accent there. You're just really bad at accents. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, in his interviews later on, says that they just assumed he was there to rape her, not eat her, because that's such a leap to take. Yeah. You know? They just fair. got him on attempted rape and he goes, I wouldn't open my mouth and tell them that willingly. <laughs> and he, I guess I'll take the rape charge or attempted this rape guy charge, is yeah. nuts because in all of his interviews he's laughing he's smiling he's like reminiscing of a past it's the craziest thing I've ever watched oh my gosh moving on we're going to fast forward to 1977 he is now 27 years old and he's going to pursue his PhD and on his 28th birthday I hope he was going for like a PhD in culinary arts literature is that a thing oh yeah 
he moves to Paris and he goes to Sorbonne University. Sounds like a culinary school. It kind of does. <laughs> like a sorbet. It kind of sounded like Dracula when I said sorbet. See, her accents are so much better than mine. Oh, only sometimes. <laughs> All the time. But this is when things started to take a, a turn for the worst because now he has this freedom of his own place and he's in a new country surrounded by foreign women and he's drawn to these tall, fair-skinned women who aren't in Japan. So while he's there, he starts picking up prostitutes like daily and he brings them home with the intention to kill them and eat them. No sex. Like I said, he never mentioned sex in his things, but there is definitely implied sexual motivation. I wonder if that's the people analyzing it or... No. I mean, I guess he is choosing women. So either he he, thinks women taste better or there's some sort of... He does talk about it. He never talks about having sex and he never talks about the rape aspect, but he does talk a lot about how sexy the woman's inner thigh is. He actually at one point talks about the armpit is one of the sexiest parts of a woman's body and he just wants to smother his face in it. Okay. So, you know, he, he is very attracted to tall... There's something miswired in the guy's brain when he sees sexy instead of being like, she's beautiful. I'd like to get to know her and get her number. He's like, she's hot. I want to eat her flesh. Yeah. Yeah. That's you. You nailed it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. While he's bringing all these prostitutes back to his place, each one of them with the goal of killing and eating, he can't go through with it. He says every time it happens, he freezes. He can't pull the trigger. And physical trigger or metaphorical? The physical. He has a gun. He has a gun? Yes. So he's really like pulling the gun out? Yeah, but not like he does it when they're looking away. So none of them know they're in danger. None of them. I was going to say, otherwise he should have got caught by now. No, he's just carrying on casual conversation, being like a gentleman, making dinner, not like prostitute, come on, bang. He's... This guy is classy as heck. (laughs) Right? I mean, he makes his prostitutes dinner. But that all changes when one of his classmates, Renee Hartvelt, is the apple of his eye all of a sudden. Aww. Once again, she's... Wait, like literal apple? Like he wants to eat her? (laughs) Yeah, I guess he wants wants to bite her like an apple. Less aww. Yeah. More. (laughs) So she's 5'10". Again, very tall. Yes, he loves the tall women. He has to jump to bite a nipple. (laughs) Oh, don't even say that because it's so... He didn't jump. So he lures her over because he tells her that his professor has some kind of a project where he has to be read German poetry. So he invites her there under this ruse, makes dinner, and he's standing behind her. She's sitting at a desk. He pulls out the gun and the whole time while smiling and talking to her pretty much entertaining shoots her in the back of the head wow he's been obsessed with her for weeks and it's he's, so, he's been like dreaming of this a miswire in his yes. brain like he literally i'm in love so i must kill and eat uh, I jeffrey mean, dahmer could so, understand but he's so obsessed that he actually has drawn a picture of her before this so he didn't get caught staring at her because he had to look at her but he just like would bring this drawing that he drew of it's her like to half class. romantic like love story uh, and then no. half horrible like sick twisted no. cannibalistic creeper stalker dude he then tells us in the interview that he pulled the trigger and she kept talking for a few moments after he pulled the trigger and then stopped talking abruptly 
and her head fell to the desk and then her body fell to the ground. It's like it took her brain a minute to realize. Yeah. That's crazy. I wonder if and that was he, in his head or if that actually happened. That's crazy. I mean, he then laughs about the fact that something as small as his pinky could bring a life to an end. Small gun? Is there anything? It's the small bullet. It's crazy. The actions that come next, when I read them in an article, it said first he had sex with the corpse of Renee. And as he was doing this, he had planned to start by eating her buttocks, like the meat from her buttocks. So and the parts he's most attracted to, he wants to eat first. Right. So strange. Yeah. Uh, however... I'm like psychologically in awe at the moment. I'm horrified for the woman involved, but yeah, psychologically, I mean, this is so interesting. This is one of those cases that pulls me in, not because I'm like, wow, I can't like, ooh, I'm not fascinated by the fact that a girl died. I'm fascinated by the, how his brain is even wired to do this. They say things like horror movies, and, and I use they loosely. It's like psychologists, some of them claim that because there is murder and death and killing and like all this like gore in a horror flick but they often mix that with nudity and sexuality that if a young mind grows up watching these things that it, it crosses those wires in the brain and we become turned on by things that should otherwise be grotesque murder and cutting somebody up and all that kind of stuff i mean i've watched so a lot of movies and i definitely don't feel like yeah, it's not like a, a no, but I hundred percent of the yeah. time. But yeah, I, I I don't agree with it. But at the same time, I'm intrigued by it. It's why I've always said I love and hate psychology. Yeah. It makes sense. But then at the same time, it's not like everybody who plays video games or watches horror movies grows up and wants to kill people while they have sex with them. Exactly. So as I was saying, though, in the article I read, it goes on to explain that he had sex with the corpse. He did have sex with the corpse? Yes. Uh, So there is. Wow. And it is documented in the actual case that he did have sex with her. I was wondering if there was ever documentation of this like actually happening or if it was just like they assumed that's what was happening. Right. No, there's documentation. However, in his interviews he never refers to that he always goes straight to the fact that he went to bite the buttocks and he went for the not that this really matters but did he first mutilate the corpse and then have sex with it no or... he started with the sex and then would chop him up and eat him and then he moved on did he ever explain why is... he ate them yes and okay. i will get to that this is like his moment when he finally gets to act upon his cannibalistic urges and he starts with her left buttocks because he wanted to start with the butt because that's what he was most attracted to and i wonder if it tasted it looked, as good as he had imagined this whole time it it wasn't his favorite part actually but i will get to that but when he tried to bite the butt it was too tough wait is he like not cooking at first he's just oh he wanted to just bite into her butt and eat it what he tried biting but it was too hard he couldn't get his teeth through So then he went to the kitchen and he grabbed his fruit knife, but the fruit knife wouldn't cut through. So he went to the market and he bought himself a butcher knife. While she's dead. While she's dead in his apartment. Came back and he started with the buttocks because he said that looked the best in flavor. And in his interview, he starts laughing at this point because he thought that when he cut it open, it would be delicious red meat. But he was startled because it looked like there was yellow corn in there. And then he laughs again, and he's like, little did I know it was fat, (laughs) but I just kept cutting until I found the meat. 
Uh, what is wrong with this guy? I just, ugh. Well, I mean, it, I guess would depend on the woman that you attempt to eat. I mean, everybody's them, got fat on their butt. It's, it protects <laughs> yeah. our sit bones. Some more than others. I got a lot. <laughs> I love your butt. I love you. I do want to bite it, but I do not want to physically eat it. Not that, yeah, please that's, don't. That's weird. But he does go on to talk about his favorite part ended up being the meat from the thigh. But while he was doing all of this, he stopped to... I suppose that would be closest to, like, steak. I, I suppose. I, I'm not more sure. muscle tissue. But he would stop throughout this process and, you know, half... The interview doesn't make it clear and neither do the sources because half of them say that he drew pictures of each stage and also they say that he took pictures of each stage. So everything that he did, he stopped... And took a picture or sketched a picture. He would be a great vlogger, blogger dude. Ugh. Like those on videos the wrong you watch topic. on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, here's how you eat a corpse. Yeah. Well, the pictures of this poor girl when he was done with her were terrifying. Cause you saw the actual pictures? Yeah. There's a lot of, lot of pictures. Oh. And I'm pretty sure that the pictures were taken by him. Wow. Uh, because of something a little bit later I'm going to talk about. Uh, I mean, you just said that. No, but I'm going to get into why I <laughs> know that. Yeah. Uh, he ate most of her face and her breasts and put the parts of her in the refrigerator that he wanted to save for later so they didn't spoil. I mean, that makes sense. Now, at this point at the interview, he goes on to tell us the motive for why he killed this girl and ate her. And that is he wanted to absorb her energy and her beauty and her health because those were things that he did not have. Oh, that's like very vampiristic. Oh, yeah. I mean, and also... Topic for a future show, but yes, holy cow. That's crazy. In tribal communities who do have cannibalistic tendencies, they do believe that they are taking in the energy. And it, it seems like he figured this stuff out, like not figured it out as though it's necessarily true, but like somehow got to the same conclusion these tribes and or vampires from history did, mm-hmm. but on his own. It, it Like he said, I was an alien and he just was born with this desire. But I mean, whether it's demonic, if you if you go that route, or I, I mean, you name it, but it's almost as though he was like pre-wired with this belief structure. I mean, to come across it at such a young age. Right. It's yeah, it's absolutely bonkers. Two days after he uh, cuts up Renee, he decides that he has to get rid of the remaining body parts. I mean, he even says in his interview that June is the hottest month in France, so I was worried she would rot and smell, so I got rid of her. He got rid of her by chopping her up in his bathroom and putting her into two suitcases that he went out and purchased for the purpose of getting rid of her. Did he line them with some sort of plastic? He wrapped up all of the body parts in his bed sheets. That's not a good idea. Mm. I mean, saran wrap is cheap. Well, you know. Large Ziploc baggies. <laughs> I just... Sorry. I mean, he didn't, Horrible that he did he this, he but come on. cut her up very small. Right, like but whole. at the very least, you should know, but like, you can buy the like, window plastic and you roll stuff up, duct tape well, it, put know. it in the, I mean, it's going to leak through sheets and a suitcase. Yeah, well, he w- he really didn't have to worry about that because- he We will be doing an episode on how to dispose of a body <laughs> properly in the future. Possibly a video tutorial to go along with oh, it. Oh my Lord. 
That'll be awesome. I'm not kidding. It's happening. But anyways. Educational purposes only, or entertainment purposes only, not, not educational. Uh, uh, okay, so he's I'll put a better disclaimer in getting, that episode. Please do. So he's getting rid of her body by putting them in suitcases, and he then calls a cab to take him and his suitcases to dispose of them. All the more reason why he should have used plastic. This has got to be how he gets caught. No, the cab driver actually helps him put his bags in the back trunk Uh and made a joke to him. It was like, what are you packed? Dead Dead bodies. bodies. (laughs) You know, people say that joke all the time, and I wonder how often it's true. This Uh is one case. Yeah, this, yeah, he he did load two dead bodies, well, one dead body, two suitcases into his cab. Yeah. Well, he drove him to uh, the lake on the other side of his campus. I wonder if he said yes. I hope he did. I hope he did. I mean, yeah. I mean, again, horrible case, but I get like, (laughs) he should definitely have been like, yeah. And though nobody would believe you. Nobody. Mm Mm-mm. Well, the cab driver took him to uh, the lake that was on the other side of his campus. It was Lake Boys de... Bol- kind of looks like baloney. It's baloney. Baloney. That's how you spell baloney. I know, balagna. When he got there and he got his bags, he was so exhausted and he looked around and he realized that everybody was still out sunbathing and playing in the park slash around the lake because... It was June, the hottest month, and it was still sunny out, even though it was almost 8 o'clock. Well, he started panicking. Oh, how I missed the sun already. I know, me too. It goes down at like 7 o'clock now. Or earlier. 6.30. Yeah. That's horrible. It's going to be 4 soon. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Shut your dirty mouth. Uh, but he started panicking because everybody was looking at him because, you know, he was carrying two heavy-ass suitcases and everybody else was just sunbathing. I'm a little impressed. I mean, I know he ate some of her, but he's like, what, 4'9", you said? Yeah. And he's carrying a 5'10 woman. He's struggling. Two- he, at this point, he's exhausted and he can't take on carrying these anymore. So he goes to the edge of a I'm hill. I'm surprised they didn't like pop open. He must have bought some he- good luck. Luggage. shoved the two suitca- yeah, yeah, two suitcases he shoved them down the hill towards the lake because he just couldn't carry him anymore well the sun started setting at this moment and he looked up and he saw the sunset and it was the most beautiful sunset he'd ever seen he says that he thinks that he could see color for the very first time because Aww. of everything the jagger down by the lake also saw color as the suitcases opened <laughs> opened the suitcases and started screaming and then pointing at him and going murderer murderer what that actually happened like it landed in front of a dude and he just opened him it was like what's this and a leg was in the suitcase there are pictures and it's a leg wrapped in bed sheets but like not great yeah should have used saran wrap dude (sighs) so he was caught i'm super happy that he was caught because he's some pretty messed up guy yeah I wonder how many people he would have killed had he not been caught. Oh, Holy yeah. cow. If, if he wasn't four foot nine and too weak to properly dispose of a body. And had a car? Yeah. And didn't have <laughs> to take it. I mean, the cab, nobody, like the cab driver, besides making a joke, had no idea. But it's not like you can be like, can you bring me to this remote location out in the middle <laughs> yeah, of this desert true. so I can dispose of these suitcases? <laughs> I mean, you got to go somewhere. <laughs> that's true. Could Upon you toss a, those in the river really could, quick? Could They're you just take those down in the river? <laughs> uh but, I got a fat 20 in it for you. Oh, my Lord. 
Well, he spent two years awaiting trial in France before they decided he was legally insane and unfit to stand trial. Ah. And the judge sentenced him to be held indefinitely to a mental facility in France. I was okay with this to a certain extent. Uh, uh, it's better than what happens next. He got released. Uh, so an author wrote a book about him and he became like kind of a celebrity. And then at the same time of that, the people of France were kind of pissed off because they didn't want to pay for him to live in a mental facility anymore because he was from Japan and he was a killer and rapist and cannibal. And they just wanted to get rid of him, basically. So they dropped all the charges and sent him to a mental health facility in Japan. And upon arrival, they gave him a psych eval and they decided that he just had a sexual perversion and he was mentally capable. They didn't have the case because it was sealed because it had been dropped. All charges were dropped. So there was no record of what happened. What? So now the day that he got there, they deem him sane, just a little perverted. A little. And they let him go that same day on August 12th, 1986. Wow. Yeah. He signed himself out, actually. Now, he's just living in Japan, doing interviews, writing books, short stories, and making paintings. And that's how he's making his money. Except for one small thing. This is the thing that made me walk around saying, wow. It was already bad enough that he's just out living his life, writing books, and I got to see his studio that he works in. It's got a bunch of pictures of girls' buttocks everywhere, and all of his books are on eating stuff. And all so he of is a culinary expert now. The pictures that he has in his books are the pictures that he took during his what whole the thing. Heck? Like so, like legitimately, detail, like yeah. he cannot be tried because he was it's already done, yeah. tried in another country. Uh, he hasn't committed a crime in Japan. Nope. They dropped the charges and now he's able to just be like, yep, I killed this chick. Mm -hmm. That was cool. And then on top of this, he traveled the world for quite a while with these two women who had no idea what he had done. One of them found out because her boyfriend figured out who he was. She stopped hanging out with him. Then the other chick somehow found out. Now he's like alone. But he talks about what he does to um, satisfy himself nowadays. And he goes, this one's my favorite because I'm in it. The video is so messed up and makes me say, what the fuck? Literally, the, the young female porn star is being interviewed and they say, what have you been told? Blah, blah, blah. And she goes, just that I'm about to meet somebody really fascinating and we're going to have sex. What? What happens is... She goes up and he introduces himself, leaves his books out for her to see while they're talking. And then she realizes like what he does. He openly talks about it, but she's already signed this thing to say like, we're going to do this. They have sex, like her contract. It was 12 hours in his apartment, just him and her alone and a camera where they're recording this. And then he's commenting on it. He's like, oh, you see here after... He, now she knows who I am and she's covering her legs because she's scared. Ha 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 ha. And then they interview her after and she's like, I'm in shock. I don't, I don't, this is not like, they didn't tell me anything. What I had like, uh, what? Yeah. I'm, this guy is still out there. He's so messed up. And he's a porn star. Ugh. What? Yeah. 
Hence me walking around for a long time. Did you watch the porn? No, they just show like snippets of stuff. They don't show the sex part. They just show her like being uncomfortable on the couch with the... Was it called a casting couch? No. Okay. (laughs) That's who that guy is. It's so... like, And he's just still out there doing these things. I wonder if he's committed murder again or if he's just found another outlet for his perversion. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, it just makes me sick that he's just walking around continuing to yeah. be. That's absolutely crazy. Good job. Wow. You found awesome <laughs> when it comes to like crazy. I'm true psychopath. Yeah. So uh, in case uh, you want to know what nightmares were made out of. Right there. Yep. That, that'll do it for me. All right. I am pretty excited about this topic. It's not anywhere near as, like, gross and... Oh, good. I needed a a little bit of a step away from... (laughs) Yeah, it's still pretty messed up, but in a different way. So, there's that. This is something that I have heard about for, I mean, over a decade And I've looked into just a smidge from time to time, just out of like intellectual curiosity. People talk about it and I've never really given that much clout to it besides eh, interesting. I'm not necessarily sold on it. Well, it's been coming up more and more often for me. I don't know if it's also coming up more and more often for you guys. What, what, what? It's called MK Ultra. Uh, that is. Wait, is that the government mind control? You are correct. Oh hell Good yeah! Good job. So there is like the conspiracy side of MK Ultra, and then there is the factual side of MK Ultra. I'm gonna start with the facts, and and also I'm gonna preface this by saying, this is going to be MK Ultra. 101. This is just the intro to this bizarre, but to some extent, very real factual thing. I will, in a probably the next episode, kind of build deeper into this, the more conspiracy side of it, and let you guys kind of form your own conclusions. But I'm I'll touch on it in this super one. Super excited because, uh, I always kind of hear about this and kind of look into it, but I don't quite understand what I'm reading or what is going on. So I'm so excited that you're covering it because it'll definitely bring some clarity to a couple of things. I'm yeah, sure. I wanted to bring some clarity to the fact that like when people hear these things, they're just like, oh, it's just some tinfoil hat wearing bunker building kook stuff. Like, it's one of whatever. your favorite statements. It is. But this is not that. I mean, the there is like truth to the whole project and the truth is just as strange if not even worse than the fiction i mean it, like it's hard to tell which one is actually worse so this is the truth behind mk ultra the project mk ultra is a cia mind control program the cia was conducting illegal experiments on human subjects for a multitude of reasons. The project was organized through the Office of Scientific Intelligence of the CIA and coordinated with the United States Army Biological Warfare Laboratories. 
The project was designed to do a myriad of different things, and I'm going to go over in detail a few of them or kind of break down a few of them for you. 1955 MK Ultra document gives an indication of the size and range of the effort. It refers to the study of an assortment of mind-altering substances described as follows. This is some of the stuff that I've read. The substances which will promote illogical thinking and impulsiveness to a point where the recipient would be discredited in public. Substances which increase the efficiency of mentation and perception. Materials which will cause the victim to age faster or slower in maturity. Materials and physical methods which will produce amnesia for events preceding and during their use. That one's important, so keep that one in mind. <laughs> Substances which alter personality structure in such a way the tendency of the recipient to become dependent upon another person is enhanced. A material which will cause mental confusion of such a type the individual under its influence will find it difficult to maintain a fabrication under questioning. So, essentially, if somebody's lying, they will be so disoriented, it will be make it difficult for them to continue to lie or, or fabricate about an event. Some of these make a little bit more sense when it comes to espionage. You know, they're trying to figure out how to get information out of spies and so forth. But the implications of how these could also be used is very, very scary. And it's almost as though, like, once they have the ability to do these things, the extent at which they could use them is, I mean, limited only by their imagination. Hell to the no, no, no. Substances which will lower the ambition and general working efficiency of men when administered in undetectable amounts. Ugh. Think about that. I mean, these, like, mind control in and of itself is so scary, but these are substances specifically designed to lower your ambition and your working efficiency, but when administered in untraceable amounts. They did not want this to be able to be detected in the human body after the fact. I mean, just think of, use your imagination for a second. Think of the different ways that that could be used for insert conspiracy here. Like, oh my God. A knockout pill, which can be surreptitiously administered in drinks, food, cigarettes, or as an aerosol. Uh, every uh, rapist's dream. Which will be safe to use, provide a maximum of amnesia, and be suitable for use by agent types on an ad hoc basis, is how they worded it. <laughs> Essentially, that means like for this or that. So they like for whatever they decide necessary to use this aerosol spray can to cause forced instant amnesia. Like, are you kidding me? This is only a few of the 17 things that they set out to do with MK Ultra. This is a very real government project where they were conducting experiments on both willing and unwilling and unknowing participants. They administered LSD to CIA employees, military personnel, doctors, 
other government agents, and members of the general public to study their reaction. I think I read the case where they put it in like water, drinking water for a community to see what happened. Yes. Right. No. I mean, that's why I always say like people often just tease the conspiracy theorists. Oh, you're one of those tinfoil hat wearing bunker building kooks, blah, blah, blah. They just automatically dismiss anybody who goes against any belief or any statement that the government has officially made, right? Yet, I can show you many, many, many times throughout history where conspiracy theories turned out to be fact. And I thought that MK Ultra at some point recently has been like, yeah, we're releasing some of this information. Like, yeah, we did it. Oh, they're releasing all kinds of it. Yeah, there's so I have a, a ton of articles that I'm going to be putting on our Facebook page in our group, so you guys can go check them out for yourself. There was a fundraiser, a, a Kickstarter campaign that raised I forget the exact amount of money. I didn't write that part down, but they raised a ton of money to sue the government with the Freedom of Information Act at, to try to expose 4,000 MK Ultra files. And here's the thing, guys. They were actively destroying the documents. Oh, that's cool. For MK Ultra. But th- the fact that this stuff still comes out blows my mind. Like, this is the stuff that they didn't destroy. I want you to let that sink into your head for a second. Like, and I'm not, like, again, you can go crazy conspiracy, but just use common logic for a second if they were destroying oh they go anything, for the worst shit first like that is just absolutely like duh you know like i always call it the cockroach rule you know if you see a cockroach that means there are hundreds or thousands behind the walls because cockroaches are extraordinarily good at hiding i use this analogy quite often when people talk about like catching you know a specific police officer could doing something illegal you know like planting evidence if you catch that police officer doing it once chances are he's probably done it a hundred plus times without getting caught the first time but yeah so like they're actively destroying documents yet somehow and i don't even understand how or why but some of these documents get left behind in my mind i'm like why do they write this stuff down in the first place if you're going to be doing illegal stuff why not just not write it down? But I guess, you know, you need communication and all that. It's just so Or just crazy. put it in Area 51? 41? What is it? Area 51. Yeah, but yeah. Put it in there. <laughs> we don't I, know what happened. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. No, I almost went on a side tangent there that will take me for the rest of the episode. <laughs> so not only are they using chemical drugs, you know, to, to try to like do these experiments, they're also using hypnosis. Which is so scary. Hypnosis is one of those things that truly fascinates me. I actually got a little bit obsessed with it for a short period of time there, uh, a few months. And I'm so blown away because it's, is it real or is it an illusion? I mean, I would have to say I think that hypnosis is real. Probably my most compelling evidence is the toy box killer. He comes up, yeah. So I'm going to mention him in a second here. (laughs) But yeah, so... Hypnosis is such a crazy thing. And a a lot of people try to make the argument, oh, well, you can't hypnotize somebody against their will. They have to want to be hypnotized. Now, if you induce drugs or use drugs to induce hypnosis, I should say, 
That's absolutely not true, but I don't think it's true anyway. And I'm going to do another episode on hypnosis and go more in depth. With you better that. write down all these topics. That oh, you're I do. Cover. I have them all <laughs> okay. written down. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so I'm going to read this really quick. Uh, declassified MK Ultra documents indicate they studied hypnosis in the early 1950s. Experimental goals, including the creation of hypnotical induced anxieties, hypnotically increased ability to learn and recall complex written matter. Studying hypnosis and polygraph examinations, hypnotically increasing ability to observe and recall complex arrangements of physical objects. See, I need that. That would be awesome, right? (laughs) Studying the relationship of personality to susceptibility to hypnosis, which that one is crazy. They conducted experiments with drug-induced hypnosis and with antrograde and retrograde amnesia while under the influence of such drugs. British psychiatrist Donald Ewan Cameron, creator of the psychic driving concept, captured the CIA's interest. Cameron had been hoping to correct schizophrenia by erasing existing memories and reprogramming the psyche. Wow, that's a big one. That one is huge and it gets even crazier so really quick he commuted from albany new york to montreal every week to work at the allen memorial institute of mcgrill university he was paid sixty nine thousand dollars from 1957 to 1964 which would be five hundred and fifty eight thousand nine hundred and fifteen dollars. <laughs> i was gonna today. say in the 50s that's no chump change to carry out these mk ultra experiments the Montreal experiments is what they referred to. He had no idea he was on the payroll of the CIA. Wow. Well, first off, we're talking about Canada, Montreal, yeah, Canada. So, oh yeah. So this so was they pro- actually coming out of the United States to do work for the United States CIA. Correct. And they didn't. He didn't even know that he was doing work for the CIA. That was like the whole big thing about this. Is he was in Whoa. Canada and he was getting, you know, paid by the government. So they were getting all of his research. He was doing it for seemingly good reasons. I mean, he's doing this he research to, to solve, solve schizophrenia. schizophrenia. But the research he was doing was how to erase people's memories and replace them with fake ones i want you to remember that part of this whole project a lot of those things that i just mentioned are going to come into play here but specifically remember that when i start to get into the conspiracy side of it so you had just mentioned when i was referring to hypnosis the toy box killer i had it written down to go over that but i'll let you go ahead and i mean it blows my mind it's uh, one of the cases that i want to cover down the line because it's going to be it's there's a whole lot involved however he was actually hypnotizing these women that he was kidnapping and raping beating like to extreme the, torture uh, horrible and i won't get into it too deep because yeah, we're gonna get into I'll that one that later one. but he but would let he them would, yes, go he would actually he he worked at a forest preserve he was a ranger and he had one woman that he actually kidnapped, held for days, tortured, sexually abused, and then she was hypnotized and he brought her home and said he found her lost in the woods by the river, brought her to her house in his ranger car, and she did not know that that had happened to her until footage of her going through this horrible thing so was released. He did this for eight 
years, if I remember correctly. Again, this is not the topic, but just like around eight years before he eventually got caught and was letting some of his victims that he would choose, he was letting them go at the end. And I'm like, how is he not getting caught when I'm first hearing all this? Well, he's hypnotizing them. It is drug-induced hypnosis, so it is more advanced than just straight hypnotizing somebody, or more involved, I should say. But that particular case is exactly the one I have written down. It's not. Let's her go at her parents' house, like brings them back. Talks He's to that his confidence. Uh, talks to their his, her, the girl's parents yeah. for a good amount of time about how he found her. And she had dreams of this torture, but had no idea that they were real. She thought she was just having nightmares. She eventually sees a videotape of herself because they were able to find her through a tattoo on her body. When she sees herself in the videotape, she says, yes, that's me. And it was just like a picture of it. And then doesn't even like, no way is that me. all of her nightmares are on this videotape. They actually happened. We just wanted to kind of emphasize the power of hypnosis, especially drug-induced hypnosis. And the fact that this amateur guy, you know, professional crazy killer, but amateur guy, he was able to do this with such skill that he was so confident they would not remember any of this. And that's not how he got caught, by the way. It's not like one of these people remembered. Somebody escaped. That's how he gets caught. We'll get into that case later. She was a badass bitch. She was a badass. But anywho, that, that's a whole that's a story for another day. MK Ultra also had secret detention camps in areas under American control in the early 1950s. In Europe and East Asia, Japan, Germany, and the Philippines, the CIA created secret detention centers so that the U.S. could avoid criminal prosecution. The CIA captured people suspected of being enemy agents and other people it deemed expendable to undertake various types of torture and human experimentation on them. The prisoners were interrogated while being administered psychoactive drugs, electroshock therapy, and subjected to extreme temperature, sensory isolation, and... Yeah. And the like to develop a better understanding of how to destroy and to control human minds. So the important Uh. thing about this isn't just that the U.S. government was doing this illegally on foreign soil. But ultimately, the point that I'm trying to get to here is what they were learning in the process of doing all of this. But I will say, like, everything that you've referred to, a lot of it, I mean, Canada, Japan, Philippines, like... They were like, hey, maybe if we just take it off off of our land, then it's not our problem. Right. Because yeah, we do have the issue of like freedom of information and all that. I don't right. know when that act went into case, but uh, yeah. A I lot mean, of people were it's like, illegal. fuck, when that came in. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe they didn't just destroy everything, but I guess there's so much to destroy. And then there's different people in control of it now than were in control of it then. But still, I, maybe they just never had any fear whatsoever that the public could get their hands on it. Right. And they do redact the heck out of everything before it comes out. So it's almost useless by the time it does, aside from proof. Here's this black page that says, and. Yeah. The point here is like these guys were developing techniques that were deployable in combat and non-combat scenarios. At his retirement in 1972, Gottlieb, I think is how you pronounce it, dismissed his entire effort for the CIA's MKUltra program as useless. The CIA insists that MKUltra-type experiments have been abandoned, although Canadian investigative journalist Elizabeth Nixon, whose mother had been a subject, claims that they continue today under a different set of acronyms. Victor Marchetti, 
who had held several positions at the CIA before resigning in 1969, stated in 1992 that the CIA routinely conducted disinformation campaigns and that the CIA mind control research continued. Uh, just to put a little thing in here, uh, <laughs> I was almost going to tell you an awesome, like, I totally thought I knew who that person was, the Nixon lady, uh-huh. and her story. And then I realized that I was just remembering Stranger Things. <laughs> All right. <laughs> because that's, it's, uh, the MK Ultra is the mother of the telepathic, uh, girl in Stranger Things. Okay. Her mom was one of the experiments in there and then she had a baby and i was about to be like oh yeah i totally heard oh no it's totally different that's fine all right <laughs> so he called the claim that the program had been abandoned a cover story and there are two additional projects which i'm going to get into further in a future episode one called project bluebird and one called project artichoke these episodes are coming soon feel free to look into them a little ahead of time if you'd like or you can wait till i cover them in the near future here I have an ex- uh, another project that I need you to cover, too. These are all part of MK Ultra, so we hold off on that this one. This one is part okay, of Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm also going to release some documents on our Facebook page that are pulled directly from these uh, Freedom of Information Act findings. Oh, I can't wait. All right. So this is where I'm going to be doing a little post editing magic i'm gonna play some videos because i didn't want to show them to Allie ahead of time but i want to show them to her now so you guys can hear the reaction as she learns more about mk ultra is this when i get to see what's her name cardi b cardi b yeah she was wondering why i was watching a video with cardi i'm b earlier. super into reading my subtitles on my japanese stuff and all i can hear is oh from the corner i'm like why are you listening to cardi b so that one, I will show it to you. That one was actually the least it's compelling, the least compelling, but I don't know if it, we'll see some of her reactions. I might play. I might wait till the end when she sees like kind of the whole thing and let her kind of tell you guys what she thinks after she sees it. Oh, car- Carby B or Carby. Cardi B. Cardi B. Okay. She freezes and like looking off, like just past the camera for her, like brain freezes and her whole face freezes. And then she just goes back to talking three and a half seconds later. Yeah. No, it was a good like solid. Her face went from being normal Cardi B where she's all over the place and like, oh, I'm excited and I love it. And oh, it's so great. Okay. And then it's like shut down. And there's these two people in the background that are like looking over at her. So the camera's not on them at first and then it switches to another camera. They're staring at her while she's frozen. And then as soon as she like snaps back into it, they instantly snap back into oh, their yeah. conversation. They're, they're like, anyways, almost like they were connected somehow, which uh, that starts to get like super crazy. And again, of all the stuff I'm about to show Allie and kind of tell you guys about for you to see later on Facebook, this was the least compelling and it was still quite weird these more cardi b things you're doing i don't know what these things are i love it (laughs) i love cardi b (laughs) it's like one of my secret passions (laughs) if you thought that one was even slightly weird you're about to have your mind blown with some of these ones i mean it was bizarre but my brain has shut off before so right and that was pretty quick right yeah 
So this one is especially crazy because it's covered by CNN. All right, Al Roker. Hold on. What was said right before that happened? Oh, so that's the big, the the keyword (laughs) thing. She says this word, Holy Ghost. So So, now we're going to discuss this. So Okay, but... She says the word Holy Ghost, which is part of this whole conspiracy thing. This is... I've never seen this, and I love this man because he covers my beloved Macy's Day Thanksgiving parade. Like, my my dream is to go to this parade, and, I mean, just, if I could meet him and be like, you're awesome, you've showed this parade for me every year, and blah, blah, blah. Like, his, he, what is that face? So, he literally, what? again, I'm going to post what all these videos happened? and timestamps for you, but he just shuts off his, no, his face just he doesn't goes even shut off his face goes well they can't see what Wah! is well well they will <laughs> go look at it join the watch Facebook this video group. get in on our conversation because i have just never go to facebook seen- at spirits oddities and mysteries group now actually this is all going to be on the page on the well, page. it'll be on both but because d- i want to chat both. with you guys about it on the group but and then we're going to share it on the page check it out this is i'm uh, all right so yeah that one and that was what Seven, eight seconds. Oh, he was just out and it made no sense. They're talking about Elvis. They're having an interview and he's just. I'm going in order so far of most compelling. This one was like interesting, but they actually get better. I've never seen his face do anything like that. At first, I thought. Oh, by the way, I his missed... official explanation no. is he says, I froze my face and then for whoever the camera guy's name was encouraged me to keep doing it so i wanted to see how long i could stay still was his official explanation what right it was like what no, in the middle a of a live professional yeah, t- yeah. his professional anchorman he, that's that's not what they do they don't go to see how long they can do a practical joke right oh my goodness but again i just wanted to give you guys the official explanation for why he claims he literally froze on live tv live recording all right, so this next one I'm going to show you is Shaquille O'Neal Ooh, during a TV show called Inside the NBA. I definitely never watched this. I don't watch this either, but this one's about to blow your mind. All right. So yeah. imagine what you just saw. I'm, I'm buckled in. It looks like they... Hold on. That whole video looks like they put a cutout of him. It does. Mouth gape. But this is, you can actually Google it and people talk about this. Some people were watching it live, saw this happen, were just like, my hair stands up on end. That was what, 27 seconds? It was a long ass time for somebody to just sit, like, done. His whole body, face and everything is frozen with his mouth kind of like partially agape. Completely frozen throughout this entire segment. All right, so what I'm about to show you guys, back when Bill Clinton was president, they had a off, like, behind-the-scenes shot of Bill Clinton getting his makeup put on, and somebody went back, saw this footage, and leaked it after the fact. My kind of person. All right, all right. right. Like, this one is, I mean, when it comes to all the other stuff you've seen so far, I think this one just stands out as being the most bizarre thus far that rhymes i like it all right so the bill clinton one he looks dead inside one of his eyes is not even facing forward it's, it's kind of bizarre you'll have to see it for yourself i'm gonna have them all time stamped but it is uh, like it, it's creepy mm-hmm. now he is getting makeup put on and you do need to hold still while you're getting makeup put on i mean they're just rubbing his face with a little bit of powder they're right. not like 
doing, doing detailed <laughs> makeup. They're yeah. not putting wings on his face where you gotta like hold And even your still, face. like when I, I mean, I guess if you do it all the time, but I make like a weird face and like hold still and like as soon as they stop, I move again and like I guess if you did it all the time, that might be different. You're gonna have to just see this one for yourself to truly understand how bizarre it is. I'm also going to show you Hillary Clinton and one of her bizarre. It's almost like she's programmed to sponsor certain products and her brain can't compute what's going on. So what happens is a reporter startles her by asking her a question like right out of her peripheral vision. I mean, but she's got a circle of reporters around them. Right. Circle of reporters. So she asks a question right out of her peripheral. So there's a moment where she like, it almost seems as though a natural like startled, like, ah, you caught me off guard, right? But her head does this like figure eight thing. You'll have to see it. eyes roll to the back of her head. She's got this weird grin on her face. Her head circles, circles, circles. And then her face is stuck and it's position this whole time and then she goes you guys gotta try the cold chai and holds her drink out but it's like her brain just snapped from whatever was happening to just simple out like her programming shut off or kicked out i don't even know how to describe it you have to go check it out i i kind of like you guys are going to be blown away when you start seeing these videos (laughs) this was nuts all right so the next one i'm going to show you is britney spears And this one is different than the other one, so I wanted to include it, even though technically, I mean, she did have kind of a mental breakdown Yeah, that was kind of publicly known. You could use that to explain away what happens in this video, but I would also like to point out part of the side effect of this MKUltra program is that people went insane and oftentimes killed themselves as a result of the testing, and I'm talking about the official testing, so... If there are cases of this being done to celebrities, for example, which is one of the conspiracies, it would make sense. Like, you you could say, well, she's had a mental breakdown, so that's why she did this. But also, on the flip side, she could have had a mental breakdown because she was a MKUltra experiment. But Yeah. Uh, Wow. She almost goes into a different place. Like, she's having a different conversation and is saying hello to people who aren't there. Like, oh. Hello. She's talking about like a pretty emotional thing. And then all of a sudden just snaps and just has this like imaginary conversation with people who are not in the room and then comes back to the real conversation and then like breaks down. And then breaks down and starts crying. So yeah, that's super bizarre. I mean, partially... I could see it maybe as just a defense mechanism where it just didn't process correctly. But that's super weird. All right, this next one I'm going to show you is called Keeping Up with Courtney. I don't know if that's Courtney Kardashian, if that's what that means. I couldn't tell you on okay, this one. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who the celebrity is. I think it's one of the Kardashians. I'm not entirely sure. You could ask Elizabeth. She would know. It's called Keeping Up with Courtney is the show, and they're interviewing her on the news. And again, this one is not just that she kind of freezes, but it's also what she says after she freezes that really is quite bizarre. So, wow. Who just came in? First off, my brain goes to, is she hallucinating like friggin' aliens or something? Because the way that she's looking at the door, it's like, she wants to be not there. But she's outside, isn't she? She's like looking off to the side and she just says twice, it just came in like while being completely blank staring at nothing. Does, Does she ever snap back? 
or at the end you know, she comes back in the conversation or no actually i'm sorry no they cut that one off they just cut off the interview they just cut her off because they're like yeah you're being weird but at the same time like so this one at first i was like well maybe she just was waiting for the sound to come through and there was a bad connection but, and then she says it just yeah. came through but like her blank face i no, mean i'll let you guys isn't be the she judge. saying they just came in or yeah they just came in yeah no I don't remember. Yeah, they just came in because they say, is somebody there? And they and she says, yeah, they just came in. So, yeah, she says they just came in. It could have been like their voices just came in or somebody just came in the room or whatever. I, like that one could be explained, but you have to see it to kind of like make your own opinion on it. I added it because some of them, they're just like lost in space. Some of them, their brain snaps and they just start saying some weird stuff. And some of them kind of like repeat these like same strange responses. Yeah, like just like almost like a pre-programmed thing. It's it's really weird. I only have one more to show you and then we're going to wrap up this episode. This is one of my favorite actors, Bruce Willis. Oh, he's a good one. And this is a very bizarre situation. Hold on. So again, this one is like borderline. He could have had a stroke. I was going to say, I would be worried for his health at this point. He like, like stutters off. Yeah. And everybody kind of giggles because he's like, and he's Bruce Willis. So he does like stuff like that. But then he goes, make a sandwich and have a good day. Go shopping. Yeah, Make a sandwich and go shopping. Just like nothing to do with the conversation. I mean, they did say... You were having a good day, so you survived. That's my own, like, okay, have, yeah, I guess, yeah. So I do want to. I want to finish off by saying I have not cross-referenced these particular cases with like, was there some uh, after the case scenario or after the case explanation to what happened? I am watching them kind of like before we were putting this episode together. They're just some examples. I've seen many, many examples over the years, and I just wanted to put together a few to show Allie while we were doing this recording to kind of get her feedback on this. Some of them might be like, I I found the Katy Perry one is really interesting. She kind of like freaks out in the middle of a concert, says, "Uh, master, I don't feel so good, and then like passes out on stage. There's only one video of this happening But there's a bunch of people in the comments that say, no, this was part of her show. She did it every show. The only problem, like, I don't know which is true because there's only one clip of this happening. And if it happened every show, I feel like there would have been like tons of footage out there. People being like, no, this happened. No, this happened. Yeah, for sure. But it does kind of seem like they, I mean, they come on stage right away and they grab her and they pull her off and the band keeps playing. So it might have been part of the show. I didn't include it. I would like to do more in-depth research on the ones that I'm going to show you guys. If you know of any that like have an explanation, please feel free to leave them in the comments. For the most part, they are very, very, very bizarre. And I will say, and I don't want to sound too much like a conspiracy nut, but if you do find an explanation, don't just jump on it immediately and just assume it's true. Dig deeper. Because part of the whole MK Ultra at the end there, I was telling you about the government puts out a misinformation campaign to kind of throw people off the trail, so to speak. And and again, not to sound super conspiracy, but if this conspiracy is true, if the government is out there controlling people's minds, I mean, obviously they're going to do some sort of damage control to mitigate oh, the yeah, number they have of people the, that believe it. <laughs> biggest resource to damage control of anyone in the nation, so... 
And in something like that Katy Perry concert, it's as simple as just saying, oh no, she did that every show as part of the show. Well, if you just see that comment, you just believe it's true and you never look into it. Like I even did. I'm like, well, maybe, you know, I guess it was part of the show. Yeah, we're not going to include it. But. but there's no way to know if that was somebody who just went in there to say that to throw people off the scent and move on with their day because people just accept whatever answer is given to them. Look at like uh, swamp gas and the weather balloon and all these things if you're in the alien world. We'll get into those in future episodes as well. But that's pretty much all I have for you on MK Ultra Intro 101 course. I can't wait till next time. Government mind control. <laughs> I'm going to be digging in deeper for next week. In the meantime, uh, please join the conversation on Facebook group. I really want to get a good conversation on this going and, you know, I'll be able to put those comments into the next episode as well. It's uh, Spirits, Oddities, and Mysteries group. Also have the information posted on the page, which is just Spirits, Oddities, and Mysteries. Follow us on Instagram. We got a lot of great stuff that we share there. Uh, Spirits, Oddities, and Mysteries. Follow us on Twitter, Spirits with an S, Oddity. And check out our Patreon. Check out our Patreon. Uh, if you feel so inclined, we appreciate it and love it. Thank you so much. Patreon.com forward slash spirits, oddities, and mysteries. If you are so inclined, we would love to have you help us support the show. We got a couple of different options on there if you want to see some future episodes. Become a Samsonite. For general support, we love you guys. We appreciate it. If you're not able to or you don't want to support the show monetarily, we still love your support listening. Yes, because we're officially over 500 downloads. So thank you to all of you. That's a big deal for us. Very, very excited about that. You can support us by simply liking, sharing, commenting, telling it your friends about the all show. all the difference. It really does. Yeah. Yes, please do it because without that, we can't keep doing this and we want to keep doing this. So you guys have a great night and I can't wait to record the next episode for you guys. I'm so excited. Me too.